And you may be seated. Many of you probably got the email this week uh, that Beverly Patterson had, had lost yet another loved one. It's been uh, a horrible four months for her, first losing her, her son, Matthew, and then her father, Donald, and then this last week, her, her mom, Norma. Um, so be thinking of her, praying for her, lifting her up, encouraging her uh, during this t- tough time, her son, Daniel, as well. We were at the funeral this last week, and, uh, you know, there's sometimes serendipities, even in those sad times. I got uh, to have a chance to be with the father of one of my closest friends from college. He was another minister that was asked to assist in the service, uh, Pastor Ron Six from uh, Woodlake Assembly of God. Great guy. Uh, Dearly love uh, his son, one of my best buddies from college. And uh, so we reminisced for a little bit, and I was hoping to speak a little bit about uh, the certainty of heaven, that that hope is something that can really comfort us. And, uh, you know, being a young guy as I am in the ministry, I haven't had that many, uh, thank you, only a few of you laughed at that point. Uh, But, you know, as a pastor, you have occasionally those experiences where the veil gets very thin between this world and the next when loved ones are passing on, often pastors are there. And some of the things I've seen in those moments have assured me of heaven in ways that most people, I don't think, that get exposed to those moments uh, could ever have those, those kind of certainties, uh, of, of that kind of hope. And I was wanting to share some of those. And I realized as I was standing next to this pastoral care minister of some 50 years that his experiences must be far beyond mine. I had a treasure trove. So I asked Ron, I said, do you have any of those kinds of experiences? And he said, well, one stands out. He says it wasn't very personal, but it's one of the most powerful that I remember. He said, when, when my wife and I were living in Kansas back in our early days in the ministry, she was working in a bank. And one of those agents that was working for her came to her and said, could I have several weeks of leave? My mother is near death and, and I feel I need to go be with the family. No one else in the family can get off and go. Could, could I go? And so a couple of, uh, she gave him several weeks off or however how long it would take for that leave. He went down to Sealing, Oklahoma, where his mother was, was near death. And he got to be around her and have times of conversation and closure. And, but the rest of the family wasn't called in till the very end. She'd been slipping in and out of a coma for several days. And they thought the end was very near. Finally, the hospice nurses said, maybe family, a few at a time, want to come in and just have their last words with mom. They weren't even sure if she was hearing at this point. They were just speaking their hearts, trying to find closure. Those words are always hard to find. They never seem to be enough, though they come from a very deep place. This gentleman said he watched his sister come to his mom's bedside. She bent over and talked to her, and he was close enough that he could hear the conversation. It went on for a while, and and then she reached down and just reached under her mom's shoulders and just hugged her where she lay, sitting up in that, in that hospital bed, just hugged her there. and It must have been a hug that was hard to let go because as she started to let go, she just fell on her mom and hugged her again. And he heard what she whispered in her ear as she hugged her that second time. As if to make excuse for that second lingering hug, perhaps she said, Mama, make sure you give that hug to Jesus. He said she lived on for another day, and surprisingly enough, the next day, 
she rallied at one moment. She awoke, and she had but the mother, but one piece of business. She, she wanted to see that daughter. She was in another room of the house. She came quickly, and as she came to her mother, her mother had the strength somehow to reach up her arms. As she approached, they hugged, and he heard his mother whisper back to her, Jesus said, that one's for you. And she didn't just let go. She let go. And with that, she was gone. Whenever we're in communion with Christ, we come to his embrace. His hug. And everyone that that he hugs, he sends not only to the world, but to embrace. Embraced, we become the embracers. Reconciled, we become the reconcilers. Those who feed on this meal become those who have something to offer to this world. And every act of kindness that you do, every need that you notice and meet, every hug that you share, if you come from this table, has a message. Tell them this one's from Jesus. Lord God, we pray that we could so gather around your table this morning. That we could feel your embrace. Not only just to receive it, but to be sent to give it. We come to your love, to your forgiveness. We come mostly to commune with you, just to your embrace. It's something that words are inadequate to express. But we trust that you, by your Spirit, are present with us and present in this act that you commissioned to us. Do this in remembrance of me. And so, Lord, we come to your table. Thanking you that your son on the night that he gave himself up for us took bread. Gave thanks to you, our father, and broke the bread. Gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks to you, our father, and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take Drink from this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you, poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, in remembering you, we've gathered around your table this morning. We pray that you pour out your spirit, not just on these gifts of bread and juice. We thank you that your spirit is poured out upon us, your people. Embrace us, Lord God. That with more than just the love that we have, the affection that we have for anyone around us, we're filled with your love for all those that we might lock eyes with this week. Fill us with that kind of compassion, that kind of heart. We pray that you would so embody our lives that again and again, spoken or unspoken, our lives would convey the message This is from Jesus. We pray as you taught us to pray. Our Father, 
who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.